Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to How I Make Money, the show where we interview ordinary people with unorthodox careers making extraordinary income. Today's guest comes to us all the way from Australia. It's my friend Leonard, who started off in business consulting and then transitioned to Amazon FBA, and now does Amazon FBA coaching, living the dream financially free at the age of just 29. Yep. Leonard, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Pleasure to be here. Cool. Cool. So glad you're here, man. Do you like Vegas? Yeah, it's, it's been like no other city I've kind of been anywhere in the yeah. world. It's, it's just crazy how like extravagant everything is. But yeah, yeah you're really yeah. loving it. That's what we love here, guys. We love, <laughs> it, love it here. All right. So before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about the show, right? So in this show, we focus on three different things. Okay. How you make money, how you plan to make money in the future, and how you invest and grow your money to be filthy rich in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get straight to the money, give us a two-minute bio. Who is Leonard? Yeah, so basically, I kind of came from like the typical nine to five. I never really had any entrepreneurial spirit or anything, I was very like, okay, I'm just going to go to college, get a degree, and then work my way up the corporate ladder. And that's kind of what I did for about four years of my life. And then it kind of got to a point I was working and stuff, and it was just working long hours, getting paid pennies, essentially, and not really very fulfilled with the work I was doing. And then I started like looking a little bit more into entrepreneurship and stuff. A really good book I read was um, The Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. And that just really changed my whole perception of, of life and like training your time for money and everything. Started looking for different business models, kind of got into one thing, but then didn't do anything. And then the next one, I was like, all right, which was Amazon FBA. And I was like, all right, this thing I'm going to commit 100% to, and I'm going to do this until I succeed. And then kind of, yeah, just committed to that, built it up, and then, um, yeah, created my own business and now help other people create their business as well. Wow. That's that's pretty neat. And you're, how old are you again? 29. 29. So 29. And because your business is now you coach and do Amazon FBA, mm-hmm. you travel all over the world, right? So tell us a little bit about the cities you were in recently, just quickly. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was previously, I was living in Belgium. I lived there for about three years. That was yeah. kind of where I really built the foundations for my business. Yeah. And now I've started more to the nomad lifestyle. So previously I was just, I was in Philadelphia just before, um, then was down in Miami and now here in Vegas. And now kind of like next steps, I'm going to go to New York and then um, back to London and um, yeah, kind of go from yeah. Guys, Belgium, Miami, Las Vegas, New York. At 29, this guy's living the dream. So before we learn how you did this, because that's what everyone watching wants to do this. They want the freedom that you have right now to travel and explore different things and make money at the same time. Uh, Before we get into that, what exactly is Amazon FBA? So essentially Amazon FBA is, so I imagine pretty much everyone shops on Amazon here. So basically like 60% of the products you buy on Amazon is sold from people like you and me. And it's just really? basically like me and you, um, we source a product, we see it as an opportunity, and then we sell it on Amazon. So um, we buy it for cheap um, at like a wholesale price. Uh-huh. We ship it to Amazon. Sometimes it's like from China, sometimes from Mexico, sometimes from the US. Um, you kind of see where it is. And then um, ship it to Amazon. Amazon takes care of all the picking, packing, shipping, everything. So it just runs 24-7 regardless of what you're doing. Oh, wow. So essentially you buy from somewhere else cheap yep. and then you sell it high. Exactly. So that's like like flipping, right? Kind of like flipping, I kind of define it's like like a flip, you flip a house, like it's one uh-huh. thing and then you flip it. Uh-huh. You kind of flip it, but you're doing that for like a couple hundred units, thousand yeah. units kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So in mass, yeah, like flipping in mass, essentially. So what kind of products do you do for Amazon FBA? So I more specialize like in like wooden home decor kind okay. of products, but like my clients, it's really like I always say to people to start with like what you have expertise in. Yeah. So for me, initially, I didn't have expertise in anything. Um, and then I really like like wooden products because it's quite easy to have the supplies design how you want. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just learned way too much about wood to a point, <laughs> to a point like I can kind of see like a piece of wood and I, if I've worked with the wood, I know, okay, this is a type of wood. Yeah. This is like the benefits of that type of wood. 
this is a disadvantage of that type of wood. This is how you need to add like a finish to the wood. This is how it's like all assembled. Like you, you don't look at like for me now at wood the same anymore. <laughs> so, so, but you can do this with anything, right? Like with you're anything. just probably expertise in wood, but yeah. you can literally sell, like I could still oh, yeah. sell this microphone. You could. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you, wow. Could, you can like, you can even make up like a product that you want and really? sell it. So my first product, I kind of designed it a little bit myself. So it was yeah. kind of, it was like a floating shelf and a lot of the products that were selling were like not really that good. Yeah. And there was like things that was wrong with the, the, the me mechanism. Um, and then I just designed my own thing just from like stuff in my head. Oh, wow. Essentially, and I told the suppliers, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. It's called like a show sugi bun. Okay. And then you use like a, a flame and you scorch the wood uh -huh. and it makes the grain like pop out like crazy. And then we, you add like a walnut finish and it's like the craziest grain um, on the wood. It looks so beautiful. And I kind of just made that all up in my head kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, but and you sold a bunch of units for that yeah. too? Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I sold, how much? It was like, I sold like 200 units in the first two weeks of launching oh, wow. that product. And That's it was pretty neat. just completely sold everything out. And then, yeah. That's pretty neat. So, so I was very skeptical about, you know, when I heard about this, when I first met you, I was like, well, what is this? You know, why would something, something like this exist? So I actually looked up the stats and I've got some stats on my phone. And you're bang on right. Like 94% of Amazon sellers are actually FBA. Okay. It's even, yeah. Oh, so, well, yeah. So FBA is like get fulfilled by Amazon. Yeah. Me, which, is, which is fascinating to me, right? Like it's not even Amazon selling it. It's 94% yeah. is just random people like us yeah. um, or other businesses, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's- Which I, I didn't know as well. I, was, yeah. I just thought it was all Amazon. And then, yeah, I got the course and they're like, no, actually, these are just people like you and me that literally just sell some random stuff and yeah, they make a living doing that. Yeah. And the top 36% of them, they earn 5,000 per month. I don't know if that's oh. revenue or profit. I think uh, that would be profit. That would be profit, 5,000. Oh, wow. I think that'd be profit. Yeah. And that's not just like the top 10%. That's like top 36%. Yeah. Those are pretty good numbers. So I'm really excited to, to know how to get started into this. So mm -hmm. how did you get into this? And what mm -hmm. was your first product? How did it go? Mm -hmm. And how can someone get into it? Yeah. So for me, how it got started. So like I said, initially, I wanted to do like coaching mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I bought like a Sam Ovens course, if you guys have heard of that. Mm -hmm. um, didn't know what to coach. So I was just like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything. And I was yeah. like a bit, like I didn't have that much confidence to do something like that. Yeah. So then basically just procrastinated for like six months and then went to a Grand Cardone Gary V conference. And yeah. one of the people there was an uh, Amazon seller and he was kind of like selling his course kind yeah. of thing. And then one thing like that, I kind of always say to people as well, like when you're looking at like a business model to start, look at what your skill sets are. Uh -huh. And then that's the business model you should start. Don't do like where the money is, do where your skill set is. Beautiful. And for me, because I used to work like in business consulting and I used to do data analytics, um, numbers is my speciality. So when that guy came on stage and he was like, all right, look, Amazon, it's a lot of like analyzing data to find opportunities. And then you basically use that and then um, you analyze the profitability. You look at the cash flow, all that stuff. I was like, that, that's my shit. Like that, that's yeah. what I'm good at. Um, and then so that, that got me into Amazon FBA. Um, and then, yeah, really just like put my head down and really like went hundred percent in. So my first product, like I said, was like a floating shelf. So it's yeah. just like, if you, it's just like, a, like you got the wall and then you, you slide the shelf onto the wall and it kind of looks like it's just like floating mid air kind yeah. of thing. Um, and that I pretty much did that, like found it just through data analytics. So there's like a lot of software that you can, well, there's like, there's just, there's like a software you can get and it tells you exactly how much money every person on Amazon is making. Really? So you can, you can, you literally go to Amazon, you search for whatever you want. You click one, you click the Chrome extension yeah. and it tells you how much money everyone makes. So um, I was, I went through like- So a, what do you mean by everyone makes? Like anyone else was selling it exactly. or like, oh, okay. Exactly. So you, you literally click yeah. a button and then it says, okay, this seller, they're making 20 grand a month. This seller, they're making 30 oh, grand wow. a month. This seller, they're making five grand a month. And then you, it's all about analyzing the data and seeing, so I kind of do like, I look at how much reviews do they have? 
versus how much money are they making? Yeah. And then how much, what's their star rating? Yeah. Um, how optimized is their listing? And then you use that and you kind of look for opportunities and then you see, okay, well, this guy doesn't know shit about Amazon. His like star rating is really bad. So all I need to do is just have a better product and optimize listing. And then mm -hmm. I can make more money than this guy. So that's kind of what happened with my first product. So I analyzed like a different bunch of different products, looked at the data, saw there was an opportunity with this. Most of the, there was people doing over like 50, a hundred grand a month with oh, that wow. product. That, is that revenue or profit? That's revenue. Okay. So um, usually it's about 30% profit kind of oh, thing. Oh wow, that's good. Um, based on that, so if you just make a hundred grand revenue, it's about um, 30K profit kind of yeah. thing. So saw a massive opportunity, ended up getting 500 um, like floating shells. Yeah. Um, so you, I bought them for, it was about, I think it was about 10 bucks per shelf, per set of uh -huh. shelves, so about 10 bucks per shelf and then sold it for about 50 bucks. Oh, wow. So that's $40 profit or Amazon's so there's probably taking yeah, other yeah. costs as well. But just to, to give people an idea of like, you buy for like $10, you can yeah. buy for $10 from somewhere else and they sell it for 50. But then obviously there's like transportation, Amazon listing fees yeah. and other things you need to consider as well. Um, so bought 500 units of that. In the first two weeks, I ended up selling 200 units. And um, so made 10K in like the first two weeks of selling. Yeah. And then I was out of stock a little bit because I had to transport the remaining like 300 units to Amazon. There was a little bit of delays got back in stock and I completely sold that out as well. And then um, ended up doing just over like 20K in my first month launching um, wow. that product kind of thing. And then, yeah, just kind of like kept doubling down with that, launched a couple more products and um, yeah, just scaled it from them. Yeah. So did you do it, like, did you start, were you still working as a consultant at the time or did you just, you just, you know, yeah. so jumped in? For me, I'm kind of like a 100% or nothing kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. And this is really cool saying is like, um, have you heard of like burning the boats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I don't even remember where I where I heard about burning the boats. Yeah, it's the it's when the, the Spanish went to South America. That's what they did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I don't remember where I heard it or something. But I was like yeah. this concept. I'm like I like this. This is yeah. what I want to do. So at the time, um, so I was doing the business consulting at Deloitte. I was kind of in a long distance relationship with my um ex at, that my ex now. Mm -hmm. that was in Belgium, and then we were doing long distance. We hadn't seen it for like six months. Wasn't liking my job, and I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like I'm just gonna quit my job. Yeah. buy a one-way ticket to Europe wow. and I'm going to build this from like the ground up. Like I'm, I'm going 100% and I'm, I'm all going to make this yeah. or I'm going to have to go back to a job. I'm going to keep going until I make yeah. this kind of thing like that. And sometimes that's what you need, yeah. right? You just, sometimes you need to be all in. Otherwise, yeah. if you do it on the side, you just never put in the effort it takes to build something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I, I just went 100% and didn't give my chance option to retreat. Yeah. And just yeah, dedicated everything to that, quit everything and just for like, it was like two, three years, just pretty much worked my ass off. Didn't really go to out or anything and yeah. um, but then was able to be with her and stuff so it was, it was pretty good that's that's pretty neat so so back to amazon fba so you told told us that you look for like you look through data because that's mm -hmm. your competency and you find competitive advantage in different kinds of products mm -hmm. and you find a niche in vert yeah. but let's say you do find a kind of product let's say a floating shelf mm -hmm. i don't know where i heard that but yeah. let's say you, you find hey there's a shelf idea that might have a competitive, competitive advantage if i try to sell that mm -hmm. where would you find that shelf for cheap so typically one of the best websites is Alibaba mm -hmm. and that's kind of like a global directory to all the manufacturers everywhere. Mm -hmm. Most are going to be based in China just because they're just like a powerhouse when it comes to manufacturing. Yeah. So you'd go to Alibaba. So what I basically did, found floating shelf, yeah. went to Alibaba, had a look, okay, how much can I source this for? Okay, I can get it. It's talking about 10 bucks. Yeah. And then I put in like a profitability calculator or like a profit loss statement, Yeah. put all the other costs in and then saw there was, there was an opportunity for them. Okay. So follow-up question to that, why doesn't Alibaba just sell directly on Amazon and cut you out? Yeah, it's because they're, they're just not in the business of doing that. So uh -huh. when, when, like, it's just an extra thing that you need to do, right? Um, so I think, I think it's just like, it's just, there's a lot of work that goes into also 
trading on Amazon, managing the customer, yeah, uh, managing customers, managing the brand, managing the advertising, yeah. being like like the creative component yeah. for the branding. So like like the people like the suppliers on Alibaba, they're typically Chinese, yeah. Um, so they don't know about branding and creativity. They're good at making stuff and following orders, but they don't have creativity. Yeah. They didn't. They couldn't think of the stuff I thought about with like doing the scorching, doing the the, the walnut design, doing like the like the um, like the bracket so it slides easily. Like they, they they don't have creativity. Chinese yeah. people are good at following orders. Yeah, they're not generally not as good as with coming up with their own ideas. So I think that's probably one of the main things. And then just like the language barrier yeah. as well. Trying to understand like the U.S. culture versus the Chinese culture. It's um, it's also quite a bit of a hurdle, but th there are people, Chinese like su suppliers that do that as well. But it's straight just direct not, to consumer yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So, okay, so that's how you source your stuff. Mm -hmm. And how do you calculate, like, what's the cost breakdown? So you buy something for, for $10, you mm -hmm. sell it for 50. Mm -hmm. What are the other costs involved, which mm -hmm. will come down to like a 30% profit margin? Yeah, and so obviously it's going to vary depending on the product. So mm -hmm. like the size of it, the type of product, like if it's a glass product, it's going to be, you're going to need extra stuff, extra shipping stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, so like following, if I just I'll just use like the floating shelf example kind of mm -hmm, thing. So yeah. it was like about ten dollars for it to be produced. Mm -hmm. Then it was about four to five dollars to have it shipped from China to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Then it was like two dollars from my warehouse in the U.S. to Amazon. And then once you sell on Amazon, you're looking at about there's like a fifteen percent referral fee just for them for you to be able to sell on their website. Oh wow! And then. There's usually, depending on the size of product, a fulfillment fee for them to pick, pack, and ship the product uh -huh. to your customer. That's typically about 30% as well. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, 15. 15%. 15% so total 30%. So, so to kind of give like a high level view for everyone, because there's a lot of numbers. I'm yeah. saying typically about 30% of your, your cost is going to be like just the cost of the product, the material, and the shipping. And then about 30% is going to be for like Amazon for, for being able to sell on Amazon, the referral fee. Yeah. And then a fulfillment fee by Amazon. And then you're left with about a 30% profit margin wow. at the end. So that I, that's kind of how I would view it. Cool. So, so we figured out how you find the product, how you source it, mm -hmm. how you deal with Amazon to get it ready to be sold. But how do you actually sell it? How do you get customers to, when they look for a floating shelf on Amazon, mm -hmm. to make sure that your name, Leonard Stelf, or yeah. I don't know what the name is, but yeah. it pops up. That's the first thing. Like, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah. So the main thing I always say is having like a clear value proposition mm -hmm. on why people should buy your product as opposed to your competitors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be as simple as just having a better um, like main image. So when you guys are shopping on Amazon, the very first picture that you see, that's kind of like the main image, right? Yeah. So if one image is like taken with a bad camera, it's like low lighting, you can't really see the product that well, and someone's got a really nice picture, that already is going to have yours stand out more, yeah. right? That's one component. Then there's like SEO that goes mm -hmm. into it. So kind of like when like Google SEO, so the mm -hmm. more keywords you have, the higher you're going to come up on the search volume. Um, so that, that's another one. And then the last is just through marketing. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize, but there's a lot of ads on Amazon. So anytime you guys are shopping and you see like sponsored yeah. just below like the, the kind of product image, it means that person's actually paying to have their product shown there. Kind of like when you do a Google search, you also see the, the ones at the top. That's usually like the sponsored ones. Um, Sweet. So... And then you want to shoot for like high ratings and stuff, right? Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's something like, like the top two rows on Amazon make mm -hmm. up probably like 70% of the sales oh, wow. on, on the page because people just don't scroll. Yeah. I that never much. scroll. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whichever is like the top two, because then people yeah. assume these are the most popular, these are the best ones. And then they quick have a quick scan reviews and price. And if yeah. they see what they want, they just buy it kind of thing. Um, so you, the higher you get, the yeah. more sales you get. There's a direct correlation with that. So, but how do you start the like? You, let's say you just open your store today, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to be in the top because you have no yeah. no reference. How do you how do you get up? Yes. Yeah, so Amazon gives you like the benefit of the doubt a little bit. So okay. they will test you with a higher page placement than what you normally would be. Like you don't start at zero. 
they kind of like, they test you a little bit. So they'll be like, all right, this guy's a new person. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's yeah. gonna give them a little bit higher page placement. Yeah. And then um, if someone doesn't buy it, you kind of lose a little bit of points. Yeah. For the next time, if someone buys it, you gain a little bit of points. And then that's kind of how it works. But you, you don't start a complete zero on page 99 kind of thing. But then also at the same time, we we, we run ads. Yeah. So your product also gets gets seen by customers. Oh, wow. Okay, um, that's a good strategy then just to get started. Yeah. Um, cool. So one question I had was when you're doing this, you're probably buying in bulk. Right. So if there's a kid who's listening right now and he's like, I'm ready to put in the work, I'm ready to, you know, go through all of this. I want the financial freedom. Mm -hmm. He probably needs he or she probably needs to make an initial cash investment to get the bulk order, right? Mm -hmm. So what kind of investments should someone be looking at to get started? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. And a lot of people they kind of they think they can start like a business with like a couple of hundred bucks. <laughs> um for this if, because you are buying inventory, you are paying for the shipping, you do yeah. need a little bit of capital. But you're going to see online that the people give like a bunch of different ranges. For me, typically, first thing that I always say is like invest in a program. For someone to, to show you how to do it, um, yeah. that, that's one of the keys to my success. I like invest in someone to just show me how to do it because there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. If you're just watching YouTube videos, like it's, it's going to be a struggle. So yeah. with the, the range I'm going to give, that's including like investing in like a program. This is including investing in inventory, shipping, um, everything you're going to need to get set up and to create like a 10K a month business. Yeah. For that, I'd probably advise about 8 to 12K USD over the span of about four months. Okay. So typically when you start Amazon, it's not going to be from day one, you're not buying a house and you put everything down. It's yeah. going to be first day one, you look for products. And then about a month, two months in, you order some samples. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And then a couple, like and then maybe a month later, you place an a, um, a order and it's like 30%. And then like yeah. a month after that, you, you pay the remaining 70% of the order. Um, so it's kind of, that's why I say about over about four months, about eight to 12K USD okay. to, to create a like 10K, 10K a month business. business. You can start with less, but then it's just going to be a, a bit more tricky. I would, I would advise a different model a business model initially until yeah. you kind of get that that range and then you're going to set yourself up for success. Cool. So that is a decent chunk of money, right? Someone needs to be diligent enough to save that much money uh, before they enter the business. Yeah. I like, like for me, I always say like it's relative though. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to invest into real estate, yeah. that's that's pennies. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. If, if you want to buy a franchise, yeah. that's pennies. If you want to, like a lot of things where you, like business models, you need a lot more capital than that. Mm -hmm. If you want to start a service business, okay, then, yeah. then it's a bit, but any other business, I think it's, pretty on more on like the lower end kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So when you start off with like this eight to 10,000 budget, how many products are you looking at listing initially? That That's like one product. Just one product. Okay. Yeah. Typically I would, I would start with one yeah. product, learn the process and then reinvest like the profits that you get from that product and then just double down on that product work. Yeah, and possibly launch another product kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. So this is, this is, I'm really curious about this also because I'm very fascinated by how this is working. Yeah. Let's say someone, you know, already has a good job and they just want to make side money, right? They're like, I want a side hustle because mm -hmm. they saw a Gary Vee video and they got yeah. super pumped. Like, I need to have a side hustle. Um, <laughs> how much time investment does it take yeah. to do this? I know initially it probably takes more. Like what's mm -hmm. like the equilibrium point of time investment? And is it something that someone can do on the side? Is that something you would recommend? Yeah, I, I guess like the first thing, it, it depends on what their goal is. You know, it mm -hmm. depends like, what do you define a side income? Do you want to make like a couple extra hundred bucks Mm -hmm. A month or something, obviously, depending on how much capital you have. Yeah. Maybe it's just better just to invest in, in stocks. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, it's just better point, in, a, yeah. in a term deposit yeah. where you, do, you don't need to do work if you just want like a couple extra bucks a month kind of thing. Um, so I think first it's just defining what your goal is and then seeing what the business model is for this because there are easy ways to make a side income Yeah. kind of thing. This is like you're making like a side hustle. Yeah. So it's, a, it's more work. Um, with that being said, though, typically I advise like an hour a day, like wow, seven hours it. a week. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you put more, you're going to get results a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. But typically, I'd say like like about an hour or so a week. It might just take you a bit longer. If you're going to do more, it's going to be a lot better. 
um, to initially set up the business. Once it's set up, it only takes about a couple of hours a week. Because then you really you, yeah, which is which is like what what I love about it as yeah. well is like you put the work up front, yeah. and then once it's up and running, it just operates twenty four seven. You just check in every couple of days, see nothing crazy is like yeah. going on. Yeah. What about like customer complaints? Do you have to deal with that or like? Customer service. Do you have to? How much of that? How much time does that take? Yeah. So, in like like customer complaints, typically, if you get it right from the start and you source a quality product, yeah, you're not gonna get that much customer complaints. I think like I've, I'd say I get like one percent of my orders, one or two percent customer complaints, where it's like, yeah. hey, you need to do something. And it typically, when you get a customer complaint, it's just like, hey, my product was missing a screw. Yeah, and then I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, you just, I'll just send you another product. Yeah, and then they're happy. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. There's nothing like really bad from that. Um, and then other times, like they might get it, they might not be happy with the product, and they just mm -hmm. return it. Yeah, and then Amazon takes care of all that, so I don't need to deal with any of that. It's just basically if they write me a message, then I need to reply to mm -hmm. the message. But otherwise, yeah, I don't have to worry about too much. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So this could be a viable side hustle if someone wants to do it. Yeah, I'd I'd say like it, it's a pretty yeah. good side hustle with that as well. Like some other side hustles are a lot more time intensive. So yeah, like if you wanted to start like a service based side hustle like coaching or something, that's a lot more time intensive. Like all the time, whereas this is kind of like it's a little bit time intensive initially, and then yeah, it's it's a lot less. Yeah. Sweet. So that's what you started. You started selling on Amazon, Amazon mm -hmm. FBA. But that's not really what you do all the time now. Like you have a yeah. coaching program where you teach people how to do this. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the segue that we have on the show, right? We, we learn how you make money. Mm -hmm. And we do want to talk about like, what's your life like, life like now versus when you were as a business consultant. But, but before mm -hmm. we do that, what are you doing next to grow your income? I know you started a coaching program, so you're mm -hmm. probably expanding that business. Like what's, what's going on over there? I think at the moment, it's just keep doubling down with mm -hmm. those two businesses. Like yeah. that already is taking up so much of my... Um, time as well. Um, so really just doubling down. I, I, I think there's just so much more potential for both for me to, to to grow with that. So just doubling down on that at the moment and then yeah. possibly looking at like stuff after that. Like I've got always got ideas of yeah. things to do, but then there's also like focus is, is also really yeah, important. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But what exactly is in your coaching program? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about like what you teach, how you teach? Yeah. What's your competitive advantage over other coaching programs that teach Amazon FBA? Yeah. So basically the coaching program, I built the program based on everything I've learned from like thousands and thousands of hours in the trenches and then really created like a concise process for anyone to follow. Mm -hmm. So as a business consultant, one of my roles was literally creating processes for anyone to follow and do for like billion dollar companies. Yeah. So I took that knowledge and I was like, that was like I love to do that. So I took that and put that into the program. And then like I said, use like everything I learned from being in the trenches and then everything I learned from having invested something like $16,000 or something in, in mentors and other programs and stuff as well. And just made like the most concise thing with everything I wish I, I knew when I started out. Yeah. Um, so basically, you, it's, there's the program. And then there's also like the coaching um, component to it where I, I personally work with them like every step of the way. I keep them accountable to make sure they, they get like where they want to get. Um, there's like weekly group coaching calls. And then it's like a very small intimate group where it's not going to be like them. They're one in a thousand kind of thing. Like I kind of am quite selective with the people that I pick and that I, that I know um, who are going to be successful with it kind of thing and not just take anyone off the street kind of thing. Sweet. And I'm, I'm guessing that business, is that higher margin or lower margin than Amazon FBA? It, it's higher margin. It's higher margin. Yeah. It's coaching typically. Once you get it settled and you have competency, it's way higher margin. Yeah, just because the, like, the selling price is a lot higher. Like you're, mm -hmm. on Amazon, you're selling like a, depending on the product, but like, like yeah. typically like a $50 product. Yeah. And then coaching, it's it's like like a mid, um, like four figure yeah. investment kind of thing. Um, Makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. So, so, you know, the fascinating part to me about your story is that, you were in a nine to five job, right? And there's a lot of viewers who are in a nine to five job mm -hmm. and they're looking at 
they, they realize that they don't have the kind of freedom that they want in life because they're a nine to five job and you felt that way. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have a nine to five job, you run your own business. What are the downsides and upsides of doing that? And do, do you have the kind of freedom you want or is it like you're always yeah. working? What's that transition like? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think like the downsides is you just need to be really good with like delayed gratification. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people, they think they're going to start a business and then a month later, they're going to do really well kind of thing. Um, that is not business at all unless you get lucky. Um, there was like, for me, it was like six months where I didn't get a single dollar. Yeah. Um, didn't really see any um, like results because like, like the, prog- the, prog- the, the product was being made yeah. and everything. Um, and it was just me just still, still going at it every single day. Um, and that kind of takes its toll a little bit when you just slowly see your funds going down each yeah, month yeah. kind of thing. You're not seeing anything come in. So that's definitely a downside. Um, I think another thing is just like, you, there's a, like a bit of loneliness that comes with it as well. Like your, your whole mindset changes on a lot of things and then you don't mm-hmm. resonate with people as much. Like I lost quite a lot of friends when I got into this because I just didn't resonate with going out and partying and getting wasted yeah. on the weekends anymore. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was into. So you lose, you lose friends, but then you also make new friends. Um, yeah. So I'd say that's a downside as well. And then kind of you have some of like really high highs, but then you also have some really low lows. And there's yeah. like a lot of like bad things that happen. There's a lot of like setbacks. There's a lot of failures and stuff. And you just need to keep showing up every single day. Like it's not like a job where you come up, you just show up and then you just get paid for that. Yeah. For your job, you need to be showing up and you need to be showing up 100% every single day. So yeah. And there's days where you just do, the last thing you want to do is to do the work. You got your, your, your calendar stacked yeah. with meetings, but then you still need to show up kind of thing. So I think those are kind of like the main downsides to it um and did you ask what like the upsides yeah so, as well? so those the downsides are you know kind of sad but <laughs> but you know w- w- what's what's what are yeah. the positives like, how say, does it change your life yeah i'd say the positives is just having like complete control of my life now yeah. and being able to do whatever i want kind of thing it took a while to to, to get there obviously but previously like, in my job like i was doing stuff i didn't like doing i was not yeah. very fulfilled like each day i kind of like felt like like mentally dead yeah. kind of thing and now I do everything that I want to do. Like yeah. I can, like if there's some like something I don't like doing, I just like outsource it or just stop doing it or see how yeah. I. So everything I do, like I love what I do, and yeah. it's almost like I'd rather work than like go out, or like I'd rather work than go watch a movie. Like yeah. I just, <laughs> I just love what I do so much. Um, so that that's definitely one thing. I like, love love what you do. Um, obviously you get the finances to to travel and do the things yeah. you want as well. So I'd say. I've been able to have some pretty cool experiences. I've traveled so much over the world now as well. I've been to almost every single continent oh, wow. and stuff. Um, like lived in almost every continent as well now. Um, so you get a lot of like cool experiences like that. And then like, I think just like the sense of fulfillment when you do that stuff and you achieve like this like goal you've set for yourself. So like one of my my things was like hitting my first 10K on, on Amazon. Yeah. And then when I achieved that, it was just like such a high, high like turning that vision into reality and like when like other people didn't really believe in you yeah. and you had your own doubts and then like achieving that is, it's just like one of the highest highs kind of thing That's as well. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, and now you just get to travel all the time, right? Like three cities in three months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get a balance because like yeah. the thing of the travel as well is like, it takes time each time you move to a new destination yeah. as well to get settled in, to know where the gym is, to know where the grocery store is. Yeah. Um, so there's like downsides to it, but then it's also awesome because you see like yeah. a different place. It's not as, it's, the romance is way stronger than the reality of it. I'd, I'd, I've noticed I'd, that too. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, thing, I'd, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sweet. So now you're doing the coaching program and your own Amazon FBA. Mm-hmm. What's next in the next five years? And wh- where do you see, I know, you know, maybe you don't have concrete ideas, but what's your vision for the next five yeah. years, 10 years? Where are we going? Yeah, so um, I think like at the moment it's just like building my network a little bit as mm-hmm. well. So because I was just so like head down hustling the whole time, I was a bit of a lone wolf. So at the moment for me, 
And yeah. partly why I'm in Vegas is just building my network, networking with other cool people, seeing what they got going on. Because like I feel like I've definitely got like a unique skill set, and then it's kind of finding like a business partner and then creating like something cool yeah. with them as well. So I've got a couple of ideas in my in my head, um, but essentially I want to try and maybe find like a business partner and then start something cool with them, um, yeah. based on kind of what they had in mind as well. Yeah, sweet. And uh, talking about networking, you know, I'm going to drop uh, Michael Sartain's link down here. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he, he teaches um, in manufacturing, just how to network. I'm gonna make sure I do that. Um, there you go. But yeah, always going to plug plug our mentor Michael. Yeah. Um, but so, so that the original is that you want to, you know, start more businesses and you mm -hmm. want to find the right person to start another business with. I yeah. love that. Um, one of the things I want to ask about, you mentioned this a couple of times about mentorship, right? And you mentioned mm -hmm. in your bio and also um, while we we're talking about like growing and learning mm -hmm. how to do this, why do you think mentors are so important? And why do you think they're worth the investment? Because sometimes mentorship is not free. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, like, and just to give context, I think in the last year, I've probably spent like $80,000 in mentorship. Oh, wow. Um, and every single time I invested with mentorship, I had like a record month that month. So there was like one, um, as an example, like one like, like sales program that yeah. I was looking at. And it was 12 grand to, to work with them for three months. And then a lot of people, they view, okay, oh shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But then I view it as like, okay, well, what's the value I can get from that? Yeah. So this was for my coaching business. So I invested um, 12 grand to work with them. Yeah. It's like, shit, that's a lot of money. And in the same month, we did 50 grand in my coaching business. Oh, wow. And it was it was a record month and everything. So the, the point I'm trying to make is like, it's just a shortcut to success yeah. rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. Because I've, yeah. I've been on both sides. I was like, initially, I was kind of like the lone wolf trying to figure it out myself, trying to take the cheap route, like not really getting a mentor, not getting the feedback. And I went nowhere. Like I lost yeah. like almost six months trying to figure it out myself. And the second I started investing myself and investing in mentors, every single time I just had like a crazy result from it. So wow, um, it's really just yeah, utilizing other people's knowledge. You've been there, done that. What do you what do you want to achieve? Yeah, and then getting the customized feedback from them. Yeah, because you you can't get the customized feedback from YouTube, and that's that's a that's a mistake people make. They yeah. think on YouTube all the information is on YouTube, which is it's right. But the customized feedback for your exact situation is not on YouTube. You can only get that from someone who's been exactly where you were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's why I think mentorship is just, it's the shortcut wow. to success. Wow. But I've also, you know, I know a bunch of people who do coaching programs, mm -hmm. right? And I look at the numbers and the completion rates for coaching programs are very low, right? So people, you know, mm -hmm. in my experience, a lot of people don't make the investment into mentorship. And I agree with you hundred percent. You know, I, I have mentors too, mm -hmm. and I would be, I would not be successful without them. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like I see a lot of people, let's say a hundred people, there's hundred people in the world, 10 will join a mentorship and only two or three will actually complete the program. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think humans don't, humans are so bad at actually executing on the advice they get? Because people are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's it. So like, you could look at like, like gyms yeah. as well. I would love to see the stat on how many people who sign up for a gym go to the gym. Yeah. I think it would probably be even less than a coaching program. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people, it's the first sign of adversity. Yeah. They kind of go back to their comfort zone because that, that's always there. Yeah. You always have that, oh, okay, well, actually, I've got a nine to five. It's it's not that bad. I'm going to say, it's like people that stay in bad relationships. Yeah. Oh, this this isn't optimal, but I'm not dying. So let's stay in it. You know, people yeah. don't want to get out their comfort zone. And the second yeah. you have like a setback, when things get challenging, just if anything in life, people then, they just go back to their comfort zone. So I think yeah. that's probably the main reason. And it's, it's hard, man. Like yeah. there's, there's a reason why there's such a small number of successful people. Mm -hmm. It's because that this stuff is really hard and you need yeah. a lot of grit. You need a lot of like um, drive. You need like focus. You need a lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot of like sacrifice. Um, 
And that, that's kind of like the key thing. And not, every, not everyone has that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, you know, I don't have a coaching program, um, but I've recently been coaching a few people mm-hmm. um, on a variety of different things. And I'm going to start working with a charity. I want to, I really want to teach little kids science. Like I, it's, mm-hmm. I will pay to do that. You know, it's, it'll yeah. just make me happy, but that's a different thing. And the question I have for you, like I learned a lot about myself while teaching others. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, what have you learned about yourself as you coach other people? Um, if you have learned anything about yourself while you coach other people? Um, I think the main thing I learned is just being more concise with um, like my answers and stuff that yeah. I give. Like I maybe previously I used to like talk a little bit too much and stuff. Just being a lot more concise and just saying a lot more like, this is like the next step that you need to know yeah. as opposed to telling them everything in the future and like completely overloading them. So when I give advice, as long as I can get them from step, uh, whatever, step three to step four, yeah. that's my goal rather than trying to get them from step three to step seven, because then it's, it's just too much and then nothing ends up happening. So I think that's first thing, just being more concise and giving them like clearly, okay, this is what you want to do. Often I write out on my coaching call, step one, you do this, step two, you do this, step three, you do this. Now go do that and come back to the next yeah. call. Um, next thing I'd probably say is just how important like motivation is for a lot of people. For me, I just do it because I love it. I don't like count on motivation, but for me, a lot of people, they need motivation. So always like, like positive, um, like what's it like positive reaffirmations. Reaffirmations. Yeah. I think it's something like, like reinforcement, positive yeah, reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think a positive reinforcement, like yeah. if they do a good job, oh, awesome job. Like if you found all these products, good job. All right, cool. Now yeah. here's my feedback based on it and making sure you keep people motivated because a lot of people, they, they kind of just run on motivation. Um, yeah. So I think that as well, they're making sure like the coaching style I use works for everyone, identifying what, what they're coaching style is, do they need the kind of tough love? Yeah. Do they need the more soft approach? Do they need the more motivational approach and kind of customizing it based on each person? Um, yeah, I think I think that'd probably be the main things. Yeah, but you do realize that this level of maturity in like starting your business from scratch, learning something, getting mentors, setting the whole thing up and then teaching that to someone, that's rare in, in your 20s, right? You realize that, right? So that's probably maybe. No, I, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. Yeah. My, 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 one of my mentors, he's like 22, 23. Yeah, and a, a few guys I follow is like that age. And I'm just like, man, like everyone's like yeah. even younger. But than it's, it's, but yeah, it's the fascinating true. part is that you know, like I've been through two startups. I'm my third startup right now. Yeah, and you know, so I, I resonated with a lot of things you said today, right? Yeah. And just I have a lot of friends who don't resonate with that, right? I'll be with them, you know, out at a nightclub, and I'll be like, yeah. dude, what are you doing with your life? Right. Yeah. I, mean, I love you, but still. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just a lot of people lack that maturity. And I feel like people who start businesses who take that leap oh, yeah. to have more ownership in what they do in life, like mm-hmm. they just have a much deeper, more grounded perspective, right? They're not yeah. up in the clouds like, oh, it will work out. This will happen. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm a Gemini. It's Gemini season. It will work out. Um, versus yeah. people who are like actually grounded in reality and they know, okay, this is what I have to do. And then it might work out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, okay, this is the pivot I'm going to take. Yeah. And if that doesn't work out, okay, that's the next, that's the next step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd say the main thing is also just like action speaks louder than words. A yes. lot of people I see, yeah. um, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to start this business, but blah, 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 this excuse, this excuse, this excuse kind of thing. And then yeah. you really just like, for me, it's just like, I, I, I don't even, I don't even speak about it. I, I just do it yeah. kind of thing. And like one, like our, our kind of mentor, don't look at their words, look at their actions yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, cool. One thing I forgot to ask before, slightly off topic, but setting up a business, right? So mm-hmm. when you, when you, you know, you talked about the whole process, we probably have to set up like an LLC or some kind of a yeah. corporate structure. Mm-hmm. What, what's the best way to go about it? How do you save on taxes? Like what are the different strategies to use there? Yeah. So that's going to get like a little bit complex. Um, so typically it'll depend on where the person is. Usually I, yeah. I advise when you're starting out, just do what's easiest because yeah. you're not going to have that much taxes initially anyway. Yeah. 
And it's just going to be a roadblock that's going to cause you headaches. So just do like whatever is easiest. Yeah. Usually like wherever you live. So for me, I was living in Australia. I set up a company in Australia. It was super easy. Like you literally just, the, the hardest part is picking the name that you want for the company. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's literally just fill out a form. In Australia, you pay like 400 USD kind of to get it set up uh -huh. and you got a company for a year. Um, but yeah, typically for other people, I would just like look at the state that you're in, look at the what goals you're trying to achieve. You can find, and then you can see all the online, all the different business models you can set up and see yeah. what kind of works. For that, typically I would advise setting up like a, I think for you guys, it's a LLC, like a, yeah. a private LLC. So in Australia, you have like a public company and you have a private company. Uh -huh. The private company is going to be usually the easiest. There's not going to be many requirements for that. It's pretty easy to set up. That's what I do initially. That's the easiest. Yeah. Then in terms of saving taxes, it gets more complex because it depends where you live. Yeah. So um, I won't get into too much detail because it gets a little bit complex. But yeah. as an example, like if you set up a company in Dubai and you live in Dubai, you pay zero taxes on anything. Yeah. So that's, 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 that, that's kind of my plan I'm going to be doing later this yeah. year. So, so, but the bottom line is if someone's just starting out, they should not think about this at all. That's your advice. That's my advice. Do what, whatever's easiest because cool. this, is, this is admin stuff that I see all the time my clients get stuck on. So yeah. it's like something you need, but I always tell them just, just don't, don't worry about this right now. Yeah. Just start looking for products, start getting wins on the board, start getting momentum. And then you'll kind of do this because it's just like, it's a big roadblock. A lot of it's like technical stuff. It's yeah. boring. And then people just lose motivation. Yeah. So I always try and get, get the quick wins, do the stuff that's fun and then do this thing kind of when you need it. And usually you don't really need until you're like a month or two months yeah. into the business because you're not going to be making money until, until that's so just, yeah, just, just do what's easiest. Just think of like a easy name as yeah. well. Um, don't overthink it because it's, it's, it's pretty easy to change. Awesome. Awesome. So just a couple of conclusions that I want to draw out of here. Um, let's say someone's watching this right now in a nine to five job that they don't like, mm -hmm. they want to get out of it. And they think that, oh shit, this might be like one avenue I could do. I'm good with data. I can look at trends. What would be your top advice to them that they can take as an action mm -hmm. to get started and on the journey of escaping the nine to five? Yeah. So I, like I said earlier, I'd say is like first define what your skill set is. Like what are you good at? Mm -hmm. And what like what are you better at than most people? Because mm -hmm. that's going to be your competitive advantage because everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. So you need yeah. like a, com a competitive advantage. So what are you kind of good at? And then what do you kind of know a little bit about more than the average person? Yeah. And then also what what do you want to achieve? What what are your goals? Mm -hmm. So then you take kind of those kind of three things and then you look at the different business models and then you see which of the business models kind of suits most of those things. I would start reading some books and stuff as well. Like I said, like The Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. That was like a book that really changed my mindset on a lot of things. That's a yeah. really good book. Um, Alex Almosi's podcast is really good as well. Like he's got a lot of like value in there. I'm um, come to a pretty similar like background, like the nine to five and stuff yeah. as well. So that's kind of what I'd, I'd, I would be doing initially. Cool. And last thing that I want to know is someone watching right now, they're like, you know what? I've decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an Amazon FBA guy. I'm going to be just like, I'm going to be a lender 2.0. Uh, what's one thing they should do? And what's one thing they should not do, which would be a blunder? Um, I would just say start taking action. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like if people that don't take action, you don't get the result. That's the biggest thing. So um, if you want to start FBA, um, the easiest thing I'd do is like get the Helium 10 software and then you can just start seeing what's possible. So you get the Helium 10 software. Um, it, it is like, um, like 80, 100 bucks for a month. You can get like a trial, I think. Yeah. Um, and then just use that and just see how much money people make on Amazon. And once you see how much money they make on Amazon, it's probably going to make you want to get into Amazon kind of thing yeah. as well, because it's, it's just crazy how much stuff sells for. Um, so that'd be, that'd be the first thing I'd, be, I'd say, just start taking action implement the things that we discussed. Don't just listen to it and then go back to your normal nine to five or your normal day to day. Um, and then the one thing I'd say not to do it, what not to do is kind of tying in with that, just not doing anything. 
just keep yeah. watching podcasts after podcast yeah. and not yeah just not taking action on the stuff that you learn and that was that was me for a while as well i just consumed so much knowledge yeah and knew all the stuff but never took action yeah action so, is always the answer guys so the, the worst thing is um yeah just consuming knowledge but not taking action it's just like information overload and then almost like the more stuff you know the less action you even take is in is it's like it's just so overwhelming so like in my program that's why i always say okay Literally, you're going to watch this 20-minute video and then you need to complete this action thing before you do the next video. This isn't like a Netflix series. This is an action-taking program. And that's how you guys should do with your lives as well. It's like, watch a podcast and then take action on the things that you learn in the podcast. So like, go read the book, The Fast Lane. Go listen to maybe some um, Alex Samosi stuff. At least that's some action. Yeah. And then implement the stuff that you learned from there. Um, and anything you learned from here as well, like get the Helium 10 software. Um, don't just consume knowledge. Make sure you implement the stuff that you learn as well to, to solidify it in your mind. Awesome. And if you want to get into FBA, check out his coaching program. I joined the group to research for this because I had no idea what FBA was before this, um, before we had this discussion. So I would highly recommend joining. I'm going to drop a link. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. best place is if they, if they just um, check out my um, Instagram. Yeah. It's like the Leonard, Leonard E. Beer. Yeah. I think it'll be easy if you just drop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's, um, yeah. But yeah, there, there's a lot of like free stuff I put on there just to give like a high level view of everything. Um, if you shoot me a message, I can send some more training material and stuff. I've got a bunch of free videos. Um, I've also got a free Facebook um, program that goes even more detail if, if they want even more. Um, yeah, or they can just message me if they've got any questions. Awesome, guys. That was Leonard. And we'll drop all, all wherever they can find you. We'll drop all those links good. on here. Leonard successfully escaped the nine to five. He now owns his two, his own two businesses, his yep. own FBA business, coaching business, and is a digital nomad at the age of 29. You can be the next Leonard. And my only request is whether or not, whether or not you want to be the next Leonard, I want you to go talk to your friends, talk to your family, go talk to, your, go talk to everyone you know about money. Discuss how to make money, how to grow money, how to give it away. Learn about FICA scores, learn how to pay rent, learn, learn how you can leverage credit, learn how to stay out of debt. Go have those discussions, guys, because we think it's rude to not talk about money.